Welcome to Promoter Head Podcast, episode 12. We have had one year of podcasts. Woo! Crazy. End of season one. Yeah. Season one. Man. Party. <laughs> uh, it's hard we, to believe. Yeah. Hard to believe it's been a year already. Uh, time flies. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. I, I I feel like we've just started doing this. and uh, Yeah. And, every, and then every month comes and we do another episode and I'm like, it just, yeah, time's just kind of flown by yep. here. Yeah, it's been a very hectic year for a lot of people, I think. <laughs> it's been cool, though. We've had some uh, cool people on here. Yeah, some... we've had, let's, you know, who, who've been, who've been our guests? We've had uh, Ocean of Storms. Have they even played a show since no, that podcast? I, well, the Pat the Drummer moved away. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, he's in Philly now. Oh, yeah. man, that's a bummer. Yeah, I mean, oh. I, they're still officially together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've, yeah so I haven't seen... I, like it was funny because I just saw Brett last night. But yeah, it was Dave the first was time too, I yeah. yeah Brett and Dave. That's the first time I'd seen either of them in a while. Um, yeah, so we had Ocean of Storms. We had uh, let's Goblos see. in here. Yep. We had uh, Disguise of Curse in here. Graviton. Last month. Graviton. Um, I th- yeah, I think that's mostly. I think we only did. We started the live bands about halfway through the year. So I think that's all we've. That's all we've had on the on the on the live end of things before. Um, but yeah, it's been a uh, one year of podcasting. It's uh, we're 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 we, we might try some new things next year for season two. Um, we're still talking about doing two episodes per month. We haven't quite figured out what our format for that is yet. But this is a this episode's kind of a test run because we've got uh, only three people here in the studio mm-hmm. today, as yeah, opposed we, to our usual fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should introduce ourselves, I yeah, guess. You know? Sure. Uh, I'm John, if you can. John Gulo, if you can. I'm <laughs> Johnny Mac. I mean, if you've listened to the other episodes, I think you know everybody in the room. But. And I, yeah, and I'm Brian Westbrook uh, of Sonic Titan Studios and Lich King and whatnot. So we got yeah. a skeleton crew today, so yeah. it's much different than what we usually have. It uh, feels empty in here. Yeah, it's probably going to be wicked awkward, too. There might also be less, less people talking over each other for once. Oh, we'll see about that. Yeah. What? You mean you can actually hear what everyone <laughs> says? No I'm, way. I'm not sitting in the hallway this time. Uh, <laughs> party podcast. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can, um, if uh, you're not currently subscribed to this podcast or you, this is your first time listening, you can subscribe at podcast.promoterhead666.com or search for Promoterhead on your favorite podcast app. We're on iTunes, we're on Google Play, we're on Android. Not on Spotify, because they're picky about what podcast they take, but maybe sometime in the future. Picky podcast. Yeah, no kidding. So let's, uh, let's talk about last night. Yeah, dude. Epic show last night, the 13th floor. Uh, we had Laura Mighty and Barishi wrapping up their, I think it was like 20-day tour or something. Well, they still have one more show tonight up at Stone Church, which right. is not one of ours, but... Uh, you should still go. Definitely. Well, um, by the time you listen to this, it's already happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, along with Unflesh and Bellower. And it was an awesome show. Our yes. last big metal show of the year um, at the 13th floor. And uh, yeah, it was epic. All the bands killed it. Um, Dude, Unflesh blows my mind every time I see them. Those I, guys are ridiculous. I, I could watch Chris play drums for hours on end. That dude just has... Impeccable technique and his blast beats are loud. He plays blast beats loud, and that makes me so happy. Like I knew Chris and Pete were both awesome from Seven Spires, yep. but like the first time I saw Unflesh, I'm like, 
wow, they're even better than that. <laughs> I've actually never seen Seven Spires somehow. Seven Spires awesome. is like they're I don't really I don't I don't dig symphonic metal a lot, but Seven Spires is really yeah. really yeah. good at it. Oh, I've I've checked them out a little bit online. I know Anthony actually used to play drums for yes, Seven Spires. Yes, Cam used way, to be their bass player like, way back in the day. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I haven't haven't had a chance to, chance to catch them. Uh, I believe I saw them at Ralph's. Gotcha. Pretty sure. Are we? Uh... They play. They played the Thunder Four GP release at Thirteenth Floor, okay. and I think that's the only time they've been out to Western Mass. Yeah. I think. Uh, well. Oh. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Right. I think you were not. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything beyond that. But... There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized where I will see them. Um, I think. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Uh, more, more, more to announce yeah. in the future. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to cut that part out. Probably. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's uh, all right. Oh, shit. Letting stuff go early. Whoops. So, uh, yeah, the food last night. We had a bunch <laughs> of, so, last night started off uh, pretty hectic for me. Um, there was a private event at the venue where we had the show, and we had to do a very quick changeover, and it doesn't always go as smooth as it should. Um so there was like a private Christmas party in there that was trying to linger a little bit as we were breaking down tables and chairs and having the, the bands loaded in their gear. And yeah. it, was, it was a very hectic scene. Eventually, know? Jeff started playing drums, and I think that kind of <laughs> cued people to get the fuck out. Yeah, I'm like, Jeff, check your drums. He's, they're not even mic'd. I'm like, just do it. You know? <laughs> and it got everybody's attention. Soon enough, everybody's grabbing their coats and taking off, yeah. so... Yeah. It's, uh, it was a hectic night to begin it, but it all worked out. But mm-hmm. um, the story is they left a whole bunch of leftover food there, so everybody got leftover meatballs, and everybody was very you happy. Do that about more that. often. Have a private party, but then scare off the entire crowd as the show starts, <laughs> so before they can grab all the food and run. It's the perfect plan. <laughs> yeah, but so they they kind of lingered a little bit too long. I missed the beginning I mean, of the show, they, unfortunately. But they didn't. It was fine, but it was just like. There's like, huge tables set up uh, where yeah. the crowd is, you know, and gotcha. everybody's got their coats there and stuff, so we can't touch people's stuff, and we can kind of like, is this yours, is this yours, trying to get people in and out, but yeah. um, it was just chaos, and there wasn't a lot of staff, and this is always a busy time of the year, you know? Yeah. The struggles of a multi-use space. Yeah. There was one show, I think it was like the one of the last shows on a European tour, we played this place in, uh, I believe, Rostock in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um but they had this, so they've got like bunks off to the side of the stage, and we stayed at the venue overnight. Um, but in the morning, they were they were having like an EDM show the next night, and so in the morning, as we're sleeping, they're checking like the extra subwoofers they're bringing in for the show, Whoa. <laughs> and like blasting them at eleven in the morning to to you know prep for the for prep for the show that night. So that was a, that was a wonderful awakening that morning. <laughs> But, um, and then the other time we actually stayed there, there were, they had like a, um, they had some sort of like th- clothing thrift store type thing where like, again, like it was like 10 in the morning and they're like, you guys got to get out of here. We're setting up a, you know, their clothing shop for the day. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. You know, no problem, Weird. but was not expecting that. <laughs> so yeah, there's other, other venues go through that same struggle. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I mean, it, it comes with putting on shows. You're always going to encounter stuff like that, but yeah. <laughs> It's not fun while it's going on, but it all pays off. Yeah. I mean, everyone was ready to go by the time we had to start, so. Yeah. I get easily overwhelmed in situations like that. (laughs) Yeah. It all works out. 
Yep. I, I, I keep missing Bellor. I feel bad. Eh, there'll <laughs> be more. <laughs> there no, will, seriously, yeah. though, like, um, you guys sound really good last night, and I had, uh, uh, two or three people come up to me and say, you sound better every time they see you. And that's pretty that, good for a band that just started, like, a couple months ago. Of so. the three shows we've played, I think this last one went the best for us by far. Nice. been more than three. Has Four? it? Oh, you played I'm, three at the thirteenth floor, and then you played one up. In that's right. I forgot <laughs> about the rec room. <laughs> yeah. How could I forget that pizza? Uh, yeah, yeah, you guys did a good job. Thanks. Uh, the new song is great too. The the one you played mm-hmm. second to last, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I guess all of the songs are technically new. Yeah, but we played, <laughs> we've debuted something at uh, excluding the rec room show at every show we've played. Bellor used to practice in my basement, so like <laughs> I, I knew you. they weren't really new to me. But the new song I heard last night was really good. Yeah. Well, if Lewis Lewis's brother sells the condo that we're practicing in now, we might have to move back there. So we'll see what happens. Uh, to be discussed. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of new songs, Brishi played two new tracks last night. Oh my god, the band's mind blowing. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, uh, one of those songs was like 15 or 16 minutes long. It was ridiculous, and it was the second last one they played. Huh. Like, started off kind of quiet and just built through the whole song, and that had some really cool stuff going on. Yeah, um, I love those guys. Easily yeah. one of my favorite bands in New England. Yeah. Overall. Agreed. <laughs> really excited to see whatever they come out with next. And Yeah, their Blood from the Lion's Mouth was me and Tom's favorite album of last year. Yeah. Ah, oh, dude, I love that album. I'm so glad that... I just happened to fall into working with them, you know. It's a kind of a weird connection there because I did. Um, I got I got started working with them, them because uh, of Nick Timney actually, because he was friends with Graham, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I did the Zombie Fighter EP. So it all stems from Lich King because Nick was a fan of Lich King. Uh, I recorded the Zombie Fighter EP. We eventually stole Nick for Lich King, uh, and then I got connect, connected to Graham through that. And then I've done the last three Barishi records. So, actually, man, networking. It's so all weird, about networking. Man. It's so weird. Hopefully, I'll be doing the next one too. We'll More still... people just need to talk to people. Yeah, no and, kidding. Like honestly, I, I I always like advocate that for up and coming bands. Come to shows and talk to other bands. Talk to other people. You never know who you're gonna, what connection you're gonna make, and where that might lead. You know, exactly. You like, can, I know, I know yeah. so many people who are looking for people to like start projects with and i never see those people at shows trying to meet people who could join those projects yep like if you like i know like i understand like people are busy money's tight everything like i get that but i mean come out every once in a while and meet people yeah i mean if you want to get something done you just need to make it happen you know you need to like take that step and you know make those contacts and and facebook isn't the be all end all of everything as we're all finding out (laughs) as of late um and you know you can do so much outreach through facebook and musician groups and that sort of thing but there's really nothing better than coming out to a show seeing bands meeting people because you know like i would wager that you know out of most crowds that are at shows you know maybe half of them are probably musicians like you know i saw the guys from carnivore there last night yeah um uh, who else was there? Uh, Dan from Pathogenic. Yep. Dan from Pathogenic. I mean, and Chris played in Unflesh, also in Pathogenic. Uh, who else? I mean, yeah, I mean, like you're gonna, you're always gonna like, even if, even with people playing the show, they're also in like two or three other bands with other, you know, other people, and it's just like this giant, giant spiraling network of of people. I mean, that's kind of how I uh, d- 
discovered like local shows too. Like I, uh, I remember going down to Geraldine's. I found it like, um, in the Valley Advocate, they had a show advertised at Geraldine's West Springfield with a metal show and went down there, checked it out on a Sunday night and turned out it was being run by John True. That's how I met John True. Um, I was sitting alone at the bar. There was hardly anybody there. He just came up, started talking to me and, uh, he, you know, shot the shit for a while. And then I started going down there every Sunday. I think he had shows and, I saw bands like uh, Engraved in Bone, mm-hmm. who features Matt now of Razumov, and so I just followed his band, and then it snowballs. You see what else people do over the years, and it's just it's cool the like the journeys that yeah. you like stumble upon, you know. Yeah, it was actually it was kind of one of the interesting things that we talked about uh, last month with Disguise the Curse. They were kind of going kind of going through like a history of the different metal venues and different bands that have been in the area through you know like early 90s onwards mm. um yeah so if you if you didn't catch that episode listen to listen to that <laughs> one yeah, it was cool yeah want to play a track let's play a track yeah we're trying this new thing this month where we go back to you know the last couple episodes we just had live bands and we're playing their recordings that they've done in the studio here but uh no band this month just hanging out shooting the shit so uh why don't we uh why don't we play a track? What do you pick 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 one out of here? Let's just go down the list. Let's do epicenter. All right, cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I wanna talk about these guys because <laughs> uh, I don't think I can say enough good things about this album they just put out. No, it's they- absolutely incredible. Like equal parts, revocation, gojira. Uh it's it's really a really well done album. The the production on it's great, the drumming on it's great, the guitar work on it's great. Um, there's even like shades of vector in there with kind of like the progressive thrash going on. You know, it's... I've seen these guys countless times and I always somehow forget that the drummer does vocals. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's... Zach is an absolute monster. Yeah. I, I'm horrible at names. So I forgot. Yeah. His name, but, <laughs> um, awesome vocalist. And any, any drummer that can sing like that while he's drumming <sighs> just blows my mind. So I, I love that. I am jealous of his abilities, man. He's, I, I love that guy. He's so good. But uh, yeah, and he, his vocals on this new record, he like you know. So I, I worked on their first record, which kind of was this blend of groove and thrash, and I, they they were kind of still figuring out. It was like they recorded like kind of all their back catalog of stuff they had, and it, I think they even they were kind of the opinion that some of these songs weren't that great, but they just wanted to get them down and yeah. released. Um, but uh, yeah, the, everything on this new album is just stepped up like infinitely. The like Zach's vocals have improved. Like, uh, uh, yeah, his vocals are so much better. Every aspect of the of this new record they put out is just great. Highly recommend it. Um, it's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. It's on their Bandcamp. Um, so we're gonna listen to Firepower from Epicenter right now. Yeah. Woo.
Fuck yeah. That was Epicenter with Firepower. Uh, if you would More like that, Riff Power. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's like one of my favorite albums that has come out this past year. That's yeah. It's oh, they've really been around stuff. for ten years, huh? Yeah, they've been. Yeah, they've been. Damn, around for, really? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they kind of they formed in high school. Awesome. Um, so they, uh, you know, they they've been around for quite a while. Yeah. It's always been the same guys, too, right? Uh, it's been. I think they've gone through a couple of bassists, but as far as I know, it's been both guitarists and drummer that have all been, that have been the same for the most part. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you dug, if you dug that, those guys are playing the Root Cellar. On Friday, January 19th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's Greenfield. that lineup, John? That'll be alongside the Uncomfortables, Graviton, and Epilepsia, which is a band that we're going to be discussing on this podcast later. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. So you were just looking up, during that little break, that you were just looking up some stats from this past year. Yeah. Uh, trying to figure out how many shows uh, Promoterhead has that's, done this year. Yeah. These are some ridiculous numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it looks like we had 92 Promoterhead shows in 2017. Um, a couple of them haven't happened yet, but that's how many uh, Promoterhead has been a part of or hosted. That's, yeah, that's what, one, I can't even do the math. Uh, how many a month? Like, well, at least divided by 12. Most of those are at least one or two a week at the 13th floor, and then we have uh, everybody else, like John and Peyton and uh, Boozer, taking up the... Ugh. Excuse me, Jesus. <laughs> Taking up the other uh, shows here or there. But, um, yeah, it's been really helpful having more people under promoter head than just me booking shows and not spreading myself too thin. And I'm, It's always cool getting uh, new opinions and new interests in here. So it's, uh, I'll say it to you right now, John. Great job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, um, you did a great job with the Westfield shows, and uh, I'm looking forward to what you do up in uh, – Greenfield. Me too. Cellar. Like the root cellar has been like super easy to work with too. So I'm really, really looking forward to moving in there. Yep. Yeah. I'm stuck for that too. Cause I'll hopefully make it out to more shows now. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> it's always, I feel it's, it's weird. Cause I'm always like, uh, I'm kind of equidistant from both Brattleboro and Florence. Mm-hmm. And so I like, I tend to not really make it out to either. Cause you know, it's, I know how it's it is. It's kind of a haul, but um, yeah, I like. Yeah, of course. Like how, now, these shows are starting. I'm going to be gone for all of January and Great. February, basically. <laughs> but uh, yeah, once I'm back, I'll try to you know catch shows more often. Mm-hmm. But 92 shows. That's so. so that's doing the least, math out. That's, that's a show every four days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This 365 ridiculous. days in a year divided by not like roughly 90. That's. Literally a show every four days in yeah. 2017. I mean, you gotta think too. <laughs> I mean, most of them were one a week at a venue. Yeah, but like you do it like a Friday, Saturday. If I'm doing a metal show down in Florence, somebody can do a punk show in Pittsfield, or somebody can do a Doomfield, a uh, Doom show in Westfield. Exactly. You know, some of those would double up. A yeah. lot of the times, those crowds don't mesh. You know, yeah. so mm-hmm. it's you're not really hurt, hurting each other. Yeah, because you, you're you're careful to either like. Uh, not book in the same location on the same night or kind of separate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kind of separate genres a little bit. Yeah, the um, punk crowd doesn't come out to the metal shows and vice versa usually. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. there, there are some bands with that crossover appeal, but unless you're booking those all of the time, then you can you can have more than one show going on on one night as long as they appeal to different crowds. Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't count just non-promoter head 13th floor shows either. Does yeah. It? Or no, that's just promoter. That's just promoter. Head. Yeah. I'm not, so you're probably doing like one, like what, like one or two uh, 13 floor shows a month too. 
13 floor shows. Um, last count, I was at 143, and that was last Jeez. month. Okay, so wait, just for this year, or yeah, in that that so from last November, I think that was November to November. Okay, so in that cat, and that would be that's th- roughly so, three so, shows a day, okay. three shows a week. Yeah, so. and that's it. But th- some of those overlap with promoter head shows. Some of those are okay. promoter head shows, but yeah, a total at the 13th floor since I took over, it was um, 143 yeah. Jesus shows. Jesus Christ. Okay. So you're pro- you're probably doing a show every three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's nuts. Like, I don't know how you do it. it it's it's fun, but it, it's work. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Uh, then we, for just for promoter head shows, we had, we worked with 352 Bands. I mean, obviously, some of those are doubled up, but that's how many bands played our shows this year. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, that includes our two festivals, um, Stone to Death and Neckwrecker. Obviously, yeah, obviously missed RPM last year, but yeah. so we're, 2018, we're looking at three festivals. Well, which, I, I, and more I mean, bands on RPM, more than... band, and more bands on RPM this year. That's for sure. I mean, I, I hate the. I almost don't like calling their like uh, Stone to Death and. Oh, no, those are festivals. Totally, those are totally fest, man. I like, mean, yeah. a festival to me is like, uh, it's different from a show. It's like an event. It, it should be outside. It should be bigger. It should be like, I don't know, it's a bunch of things rolled together. I think this is just a big show, but it's yeah, a I mini mean, fest, if anything. You yeah, know? fair enough. I mean, like, you know, we've, we've talked about trying to get like vendors at Stone to Death before. I did the first year. The first yep, year right. in Holyoke, we, we, had, um, we had some vendors. We had the... A hookah booth too, and that was very popular. <laughs> Are they still doing that thing? I haven't uh, no. heard much. From I mean, that. well, Joe Joe was one of the guys behind. Was it? Uh, yeah, uh, Super Hookah Bros. Bro. Yeah, yeah, Joe was one of the guys behind that, and now he's over in Europe, obviously. But, yeah, honestly, um, that, I, I, that's how I, I started Stone of Death. I really wanted um, it to be like half doom and death metal show, and then half like vendor craft fair type thing but um logistically bit. it didn't end up working out that way at the arts block this yeah, year that's, yeah that's that's always tough to pull together too because like yeah, you, you don't need a big space for it and yeah. you need like and you need the right kind of mindset from vendors and you need vendors don't want to do things unless there's a big enough crowd right. and but that's like it's like trying to just convince everybody that it's going to be worth it on their end and mm-hmm. You know, we, and, when, and for Stone to Death, we were talking, well, Stone to Death was downstairs, we were talking about having vendors upstairs. Right, which... It just didn't really work out. Or having it outside or something, like, there were there were options, but it just it was just, like, too much logistic hoops to drive through. Yeah, and, you know, you get you want a bunch of vendors, but then you also have to worry about the 12 or 15 bands playing and all the merch they want to try and sell, so mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's hard to put everybody in one room. So. Are, you th- are you thinking about doing vendors for Stone to Death at the Stone Church? No, no I think, I think I'm just going to abandon that idea and focus more on vendors for RPM. RPM okay. You know, I'd That's rather nice. have that... That's my. Well, I'm going back to what I was saying about it being a festival. I'd rather have that being like a big, like conglomerate of different things, like a lot of vendors, a lot of yeah, you know exactly. different activities going on aside from music. But not that I want to draw away from music, but I feel like having just a bunch of different things going on is just going to help bring a lot of different people in. You know what might be interesting though is if if at the point we wanted to bring the vendors back to Stone Death. Isn't there like a decent amount of like because that happens in what May June that around May or that June usually isn't there isn't there a decent amount of like grassy area around the church itself like isn't there like there's a little, a little bit. bit yeah I, I was mean, like I wonder if you could like fit vendors out there or something because people tend to go tiny. at that show at the Stone Church people tend to go outside between bands and kind of sit on the front stoop and I mean that's you know honestly something we could still even 
Disgusting. And they have like that yeah. balcony upstairs too. Also, you can that fit stuff there that could be cool. And like the the room is a lot more open than it's the big... downstairs at Hawks and Reed, which has like that wall in the middle of it. Yeah, exactly. Something to look into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. be cool. But yeah, like uh, we'll we'll stick with vendors for RPM, and we we actually uh, drew out a potential site map for RPM uh, this past week. Yeah, so. It's a good segue. We'll... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> segue. Um, yeah, we're uh, yeah hard at work at RPM stuff. Um, we're starting our partner outreach now, trying mm-hmm. to get vendors, sponsors, advertisers, uh, that stuff going on. Um, is there also, like a, volunteers the, too. But. Well, we should start with this. If people want to be a partner or a yes. sponsor or advertise, uh, what's the link for that, Brian? It's uh, partners.rpmfest.org. Um, there you can find all of the uh, the pricing information, what you get for uh, your – what you get out of that um, – at the different tiers that you can um, contribute towards uh, and what you get for those being uh, either like you could – uh, for example, sponsors can get their name or their logo on all of our flyers and posters. Um, they can sponsor a stage. Uh, we have uh, an advertising space in our program that we print up. Um, and we also have a uh, vendor space available. A um, couple different tiers of vendor space. We're still kind of working on that. But um, yeah, so we, we drew up a site map not too long ago trying to figure out uh, exactly how we're going to lay out the site. It looks like uh, the whole three-stage thing is going to work out nicely, so mm-hmm. that should be pretty cool. Um, so we're going to have an additional stage of music, which means more bands. Uh, you know, we'll have a little bit of stuff overlapping, but we'll have like the two main stages, and then um, kind of to the south. It's at the Rotten Gun Club in uh, Turner's Falls. Um, if you've been there, there's there's like the pavilion there. We're going to put the stages to the south side of the pavilion, kind of. Um, and have a third stage underneath the pavilion itself, which in the third stage will transform into the um, where you know where we had used to do the projector with the movies and the games and all that stuff. So the, the uh, pavilion and the fenced-in area will be kind of like the ha- late night hangout, um, all of the games and all that stuff going on there, uh, and then uh, the projector with movies or whatnot. Uh, probably we'll do metal karaoke again, of course. Nice. Um, yeah, and uh. To actually have a you know beer and wine and maybe liquor served on site, I think mm-hmm. it's for the first time so. ever. So that'll yeah. be cool. Which means no BYOB, unfortunately. Yeah, but, kind of a bummer. But you know, I mean the beer, the the booze at the Rod and Gun Club is very affordable. Yeah, so. we're talking like four or five bucks a pour, and you know it's, it's and this is in August, so exactly. save your pennies. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the idea of having the third stage is to cater, try to cater to. Um, people's tastes so like we can have we're gonna have our two main stages back and forth like we have in past rpm and then have the third stage starting and ending halfway through one and ending halfway through the other but like if there's a doom band playing over here we can have a a punk band playing over here you know starting midway through so if you're not into this you can go check out these guys yeah and i think i think we did the doing the math that we can we can have like 40 to 42 bands this year which is roughly 10 you know uh we get so many band submissions. It's always it's always really tough to narrow down that field to you know thirty or thirty or whatever we used to do. Um, so we'll uh, we'll you know it'll be nice to actually get more bands involved. Yeah, and I'll say so far the bands that we have booked and we'll probably be announcing sometime in January. Um, a lot of newcomers, a lot of bands um, who have never played before, and a couple I haven't even worked with before. So that's yep. pretty exciting. 
Yeah, and uh, we actually uh, yeah, have some uh, headliners in mind already. Yeah, working on that. We're yeah, we're we're really like way ahead of where we were. We, where we've been in the past already, you know. It's amazing what having an extra year to plan can do. <laughs> that helps too, yes. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm really hoping we can, um, I think we will, but I'm really hoping we can just make it what we've dreamt it to be, you know. Mm-hmm. Every year has been an uh, improvement, and everybody's always had a great time, and I'm just really looking to beef it up this year. And- yeah. Oh, dude, in the camp, the camping spots this oh, year. Oh, camping! Oh my god! So <laughs> if you camped, if you camped at RPM in the past, it was pretty much the woods. You we cleared it up a little bit, but it, you were sleeping on the wood floor. You know, yeah. up here, um, you're still in the woods. You're still in the but... woods. It's it's clear, but it's like a lot of tall pines, and the ground's nice and mm-hmm. like yeah, flat. And the cool not- thing about going to a place that does events regularly is that the site's like ready to go. We don't have to like. So much of RPM in past years was clearing the field, mowing, planting grass, digging holes, putting in, you know, what God knows what, you know, building the stages. It was really a lot of like the, you know, we had four or five work days all through the summer where we'd get people out and we would do various, you know, field maintenance stuff. And it's kind of a relief to not have to do that this year. Yeah, we can focus our energy on, you know, other things and exactly like, you know, we'll, we're, we're planning on renting stages, so we're not going to worry about building permanent stuff. Um, but even like, yeah, even just like clearing out the campsites, like we don't have to do that this year. Um, there's like, there's actually that really cool common area. I was talking to, we, we, we wandered in the woods not too long ago um, at the site just to check things out. And there's this little area that's got, you know, a bunch of like stumps for seats and it's actually got this platform where I'm thinking, like, we could do, like, an acoustic stage late at night. Yeah. Or have, like, a DJ out there. You know, kind of like a... It's like a campground common area that's, you know... Yeah, like... The they, paths kind of circle around that. The Rod and Gun Club uses all this space for, like, Mutton and Mead, which yep. we discussed on the podcast earlier. Um, they have events there all year, so... Uh, there's plenty of space for camping, and there's plenty of plenty of room for probably stuff that we can put into the camping areas. Exactly. Too. Yeah. There's so much we can do with this site. Like it's, it's, I'm kind of really excited about the potential for what we can do there. Yeah. Yep. Three stages. And like, we, can, like I said, it could, we could have a fourth stage just doing acoustic stuff throughout the day or yeah. whatnot, you know, who knows? And um, the neighbors are further away. And the neighbors are much, their neighbors are literally four times as far <laughs> away. So we really don't have to worry about, Noise, noise, so much f bombs. Yeah, and well, I mean, there's the there's like the chief of police who's like right outside, but <laughs> but the I'm, stages yeah. are going to be facing away from him, and we're using his yard for parking. Correct, apparently. Yeah. So yep. yeah, he's probably fine with it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, like I said, the co- yeah the cool thing is um yeah just so much potential at that site. Yeah. So really excited about it. We're hard at work, like I said, getting sponsors and vendors and advertisers right now. Um, also still looking for volunteers, so if you're interested in helping out at the fest, uh, we need people all over the place. We need uh, security, site maintenance, um, people helping out with the merch, um, sound and video crew, uh, what else? Parking, probably we'll need some volunteers to help out with that. Um, I, I, lots of lots of things in this in this festival that, you know, I don't want to go overlooked, and you know, I we got to give a, credit, a lot of credit to everybody who helps us. And if who we, helps us out every year. If you go to the our RPM website, you can find out how to like volunteer yep. or be a partner and submit to be yep. to play it. Volunteers.rpmfest.org. We've got all the positions available, and uh, 
I think we're trying to do like a reward system this year where the more you help out, the more stuff you get. So, um, yeah, go online, check that out. And again, partners.rpmfest.org if you want to sponsor, volunteer, or vent, or sorry, sponsor, vendor, advertise. Yeah, we're definitely looking for a lot of vendors this year. Um, we have a big vendor space, and I'd like to have as many uh, like artists or, um, I don't know, anything that if people want to sell and come check out three days of music, we're more than happy to have you. You know, I love yeah, that. We, uh, since we're like renting the space and stages and trying to get bigger headliners, there's definitely need for more vendors. So, uh, please apply, but be, uh, we also have a lot more space than we've had in the past. And I mean, I like, I've looked at like rates for like other, like, craft fairs and stuff and it's usually more than what we're charging for oh, like by far yeah and I mean, like for when you for those it's like a day at most and this you get a whole weekend yeah exactly yeah you get a whole weekend and 42 bands and free camping yeah, exactly so. yeah uh, yeah our yeah our vendor rates are super reasonable i think you know you know, the cheapest we go is like you know it's somewhere between 50 or 75 bucks i think and the you know the prime spots are like 150 but that's for three days yeah you know, like like John was saying, craft fairs like sometimes those are like three hundred dollars for one day. So, like I said, super super affordable, super reasonable, super so, easy to make your money back. Exactly, and uh, yeah. So come out, hang out for the weekend, party, and, uh, party. Yeah, there you go. We'll play another tune. Yeah, let's do another let's tune. Do that sounds good to me. Going let's down the going down the line. Let's play the Prozac, man. I've known these guys forever. They've been around. For they've been it. around. For, I mean, they've been, yeah, they've been around since 2001. And I think I played with them. I think I played with the Prozac for the first time. Must have been 2003 or 2004. Um, back with my old pop punk band, Hydraulic Sandwich. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, I, I want to say we first time we played with them was like the Pavilion out in Munson. Um, actually played with them and uh, their their old drummer Maddie, his original band. That that was also the first time he met. Uh, Jay and then up joined the Prozacs shortly after that. Um, but yeah, these guys have been a you know been a, been a staple in Western Mass for years and years. Um, they just put out their fourth full length album called Exist um, on Out Loud Records back in August, and they're playing the 13th floor on January 27th along with Port City Saints, Crime Spree, and Jen Toby's Alter Ego. So let's listen to Piece of Me by the Prozacs. Something here's not right, trying to work it out. Memories are shot, I want a milkshake now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Seen this once before, it's coming back to me. Experiments and drugs we did were wrong. Should have 
Okay, we're back. That was the Prozacs. Uh, again, check them out. Uh, what day was it? Uh, January 27th, they're playing the 13th floor. Uh, yeah, like I said, man, I've, I've known those guys forever, and just great band. Yeah. Awesome guys. Jay's an awesome guy, too. Yep. One of the most like hardworking guys in this area, by far. So, yeah, uh, we're heading down to, me and Johnny Mac, at least, we're heading down to MAGFest yeah. in a couple weeks. Us and Boozer's, Boozer's going. going to. Is he really? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, uh, we managed to convince him. It was the first, I think that's, it'll be his first time going. Yeah. Managed Did he even know what it was before we told him about it? Uh, he might have. I don't know. But either, either way, like, you know. It's kind of it's kind of hard to get a read on who like might be interested in uh, you know gaming slash music convention. But then I saw he built his own arcade machine. I'm like, dude, you're going to Magfest. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, Mag, uh, it, it's Magfest would be my favorite weekend of every year if, if RPM didn't <laughs> exist. It's li- there are so many things from Magfest that like I try to take inspiration from in doing RPM. Like just trying to create that. Can we yeah. have a 24 hour arcade at RPM <laughs> like they have at Magfest? I wish, man. Ah, uh, that would be so much fun. Get the quarters to donate all of their machines. You know, <laughs> I Bring a pinball I, machine I thought about that. I would love if we could oh, have God. something like that somehow, but I feel like it's just logistically probably too too Oh yeah, it's probably impossible. But, but I would love to just have an arcade at RPM. Well, you know, I can uh we I you know, Boozer's got his little arcade machine. I wonder if we can set that up at RPM on the projector. Oh, that'd be cool. That, what games does he have on it? I think it's he's just got an emulator rig, like either running off a computer or a Raspberry Pi or something. But, yeah. You know, so whatever he wants. Whatever he wants, yeah. Perfect. But, yeah, I mean, I'm a huge fucking nerd, man. Like, I, I've i been a gamer <laughs> my entire life, you know. Uh, but MAGFest is great because, uh, you know, I, I used to go to PAX East every year um, out in Boston and kind of got... Uh, I, I kind of got sick of it because it was it was too much based on like the sh- giant show floor with all the you know the big companies putting it's out like, the new it's games like and a stuff. Corporate show off, whereas yeah. Magfest, like the way the way Jules described it when he convinced us to go, is like it's a gaming con for cool kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's also so much more because it's Magfest. It's the music and gaming convention, mm-hmm. um, so it's so much more music based than uh, you know. PAX East is there's you know PAX East has like their couple concerts each night and also mm-hmm. the um the you know there's like they have like an underground stage there but Magfest actually ran that underground stage at yeah. PAX East for years I don't know if they still do oh yeah they well they did it last year okay, um cool. Jules played there the past couple of years oh nice which is uh, how I got to go the past couple of years <laughs> awesome um yeah so I mean like Magfest is great because there's Two giant, there's a giant concert hall that has two stages on either end. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an underground stage which has bands going on the entire weekend. Is that like, is that like a fish? That's because well, the those dudes in the shiz they the call sh- themselves yeah. run that, right? Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, it's a it's basically an official part of, of Magfest at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then there's like the there's a jam space where there's also secret concerts sometimes, there's a chiptune stage. And then, like, all through the convention center, like, every hallway you go down, there's just, there's, like, spots where yeah, there's, people can they, just set up. they call them, up. like, jam pods, and you can just set up, and it's like, you can't be, like, too loud or take too long, but you can just just play in yeah. front of whoever's, like, walking around. 
you can wander down like it's, it's also 24 hours so you can mm-hmm. wander down at like five in the morning drunk off your ass and there's some giant dance party happening in the middle of some hallway <laughs> some dj playing and there's guys in dinosaur suits and cosplayers just like <laughs> jumping around and dancing it's yeah, it's just so much fun. Yeah. And it's a giant nerd music party the entire weekend, and, and it's then, absolutely incredible. Then when you get sick of that, you can go play arcade games at 5 in the morning. Yep. There was there was one year that I played rock band until about 9 in the morning, the last day of the fest. There was just <laughs> We just had a group of people that just kept playing. We're like, yeah, one more song, one more song, and then just played through, through the entire morning. It's ridiculous. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. But they they also do a they have an entire tabletop area too, which I'm big into. I'm a huge board game fanatic. I haven't gotten into tabletop games oh, that dude. much, dude. I've been so like I I've, I've thought yeah. about jumping into Five E for Dungeons and Dragons, but mm. I I don't I don't know if I have the time for it. D and D is a very like it's a big commitment because yeah. you got to play it regularly and you know I've been talking to you about trying to do a. I want to do a board game night at the 13th floor we at some can point. Definitely do that. Yeah, probably when I get back from all this sh- touring stuff in you know maybe March or so. But yeah, I think that'd be a fun. I want to like get together with people and play games more because I've got a pretty you know I got a pretty big collection of board games and there's a bunch of stuff I could bring. And, mm-hmm. um, and I know you do a little bit of board gaming too. Uh, not too much. Um, I started playing uh, Legendary. Yeah. The, the deck building, deck building game, Mar- yeah. Is it Marvel or I do the Marvel one, but they have like an Aliens and Predator one. They have Big Trouble in Little China one. Gotcha. Um, but the Marvel one is just huge, and they have tons of expansion packs. I think I have most of them now, but that's about it. Yeah. I it sucks. I I honestly don't have many people to play with. It's yeah. Me and Nikki that play it, but yeah. Um, we're gonna have to make that happen. Yeah. Get some more board gaming. It's in. a lot of fun. I've got like you know Catan and uh, Small World. Oh, I've played uh, Small World. Yeah, yep. Small World's a lot of fun. Um, I played some of the Lovecraft uh, Mansions of Madness oh, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I've played um, those before. Those are fun. They're hard. What's but the other fun. one that my brothers got me into before? Uh, shoot, I don't remember it. Like, nah, draw a blank of the name. Um, yeah, like uh, 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 Dominion, um, Carcassonne's really fun. Uh, what I've been playing lately. This is uh, this, uh, this board game I've been playing lately called Zaya. It's like a space exploration trading um, battle. There's there's you know space battles. There's missions like you gotta you know there's there's also it's it's a, just a really cool game. You're mm-hmm. trying to just complete a bunch of missions and stuff to gain fame points and it's kind of a it's actually not that long of a game and it's actually really simple to play. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff you can do in it. It's kind of fun. I uh, I never really got into it, but I had friends that it's not the same thing, but um, friends that played Warhammer, and I uh, I was oh, man. always very intrigued about that. Like I made at one point, I I never like bought my own figures or whatever, but I made terrain for them just because yeah. I, I was so into it. Um, That's another game that looks like it's a big commitment. Though. It's a big oh, commitment, yeah. and I just I don't <laughs> want another thing that I have to like collect, you know, and exactly. store. Like I even thought about just doing hero clicks yeah. at some point. Tom but. from Lich King was big into hero clicks for a little while. Yeah, um, yeah, he was trying to get us all into it, but like, it, it, I I have trouble trying to get any in it, into any miniatures games because it's just more stuff you have to buy. And yeah, and, I mean they're they're pretty dirt cheap now. You go to the store and you can buy them for like less than a dollar. Yeah, exactly. But still, uh, I just never got into it. But I always envied like the little figurines yeah. and stuff and like <laughs> the commitment to sit down there and like paint them. You know, like, yeah. My uh, my dad and my brother just went to. There's a PAX Unplugged in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. It's entirely tabletop based. Oh, that's um, cool. Oh. So they they were yeah. It was it was I I couldn't make it unfortunately, but they said it was super cool. Nice. Um, 
But like they were talking, they were, my dad was telling me there's war. They had Warhammer setups that were like the size of this room That's on awesome. a table. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, along those lines, um, my brother is actually super into the X Wings miniatures game right now. Nice. And he actually um, came in the top ten in the tournament at Pax Unplugged. Oh. Um, and got invited to the national, like a national invitational wow. tournament up in Minnesota. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So he's like, yeah. Now he's like X Wings. Is that yeah. like Star Wars? Star Wars X Wing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Apparently, like, he, like his trick was that he was running like. So you can have your ships and your pilots and kind of in different configurations. Hmm. And he was apparently running a bunch of like Wookiee pilots that people weren't expecting. So he ended up just wiping the floor with a bunch of people in the early rounds. And he's like, I've, I've, you know, I've been, he was telling me like, I've read about these people and talked to them on Reddit before. And they're like, you know, the top players in the world. And then I went to this convention and played against them and actually <laughs> beat some of them. That's awesome. <laughs> so, cool. Yeah. That game, that game's actually, the game's easy to play. It's one of those games that's easy to play and to pick up, but really hard to figure out the nuances of. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. I want to play more games, man. More let's, games. Let's get together and do some board game nights sometime. I'm down. I got. I got. I have tons of games. We can play some cool shit. Right on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many songs we got left? I there? think we got like three more left. Uh, wait, we've only played two so far? Yeah. yeah. Let's, oh, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's, let's fly let's some through these a little more. Let's yeah. Do, yeah. Um, one ton Tommy gun. Yes, dude. These guys blew me away at neck neck record. I yeah, think I they, mentioned that last they episode. They rule. Um, they've been around for a while. They've uh, recently got a new guitarist, Josh, and uh, I think they've definitely added a little something to the band. Um, so now they have two guitars. I don't think they did before. Yeah. They were they were way more like groove based before and kind of lots of breakdowns and and then like this when they played at neck record it's like whoa what happened it's a little like, bit faster a little bit yeah. more grindier here and there but uh it's definitely a lot cool. more technical yeah. yeah like they listen to a crap load of like converge or yeah. something <laughs> yeah but uh yeah these guys rule they're uh, going to be headlining the 13th floor uh January 5th that's their first show of the new year um i believe that's with a another tour they're yeah, what's the tour that day? It got, is yeah, I got swallowed alive, sleepers, and pry. Yes, I actually saw pry. I did sound for pry at the. Um, it was one of the shows that Scale put on over at the Shea. I believe they're from Connecticut. I think so. Yeah, yeah. They I didn't realize cool. how close the Shea was to like the center of Greenfield. Oh yeah, it's not far at all. It's about you know ten ten. I live like right around the corner from it. Really, how about is that place? I haven't been in there. Is it like a good venue? Uh, I mean, yeah, I really like it. And now, um, they just put in a new sound system and a new lighting system. It sounds really good in there now. Actually, you know, it's, it's underutilized. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's such a big space though that it's tough to book shows there unless you're really gonna have a big crowd. And like seventy five percent of it is seated too. Correct. Oh yeah. So um, there's a big floor space, but like it's balcony seating after that you know it yeah. like stacks and, up and yeah and that's like you know that's that's, that's fine that's fine if people want to sit down and watch the show mm-hmm. or you know put their stuff there or but something. you're gonna be hard pressed to pack a venue with a metal show yeah but i mean if like, like skell is booking local shows there like what's the barrier to entry skell has an in because he also works for the works for the shade ah oh. so he does a lot of their sound and lighting stuff there Makes um, sense. So he can get it on a on a discount, but uh, yeah, it's it's also not cheap to rent. I don't think, unfortunately. But I've, it, I've seen shows there, and they've been awesome. Um, yeah. Actually, Promoter had did a show there uh, years ago. We booked a uh, Krasakuda from Oh yeah, Iraq. That's there, that's right. Oh. Yeah, um, 
We did that. I think uh, Graham Rustin was involved with that at some point. Yeah. Kyle Lear was still booking shows with us. Metal so. Olympics finals were also yep. at the Shea well, yep. one year, at least. That's a cool spot. I still, I still got a video of Assistily playing that show. <laughs> nice. Somewhere on my laptop. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, going to play some one-ton Tommy Gun. Yeah, this is Swarm, I believe. So that was one ton Tommy Gun. Mm-hmm. Followed up immediately by Epilepsia. Yeah. What's so? What's the deal with these guys? How do we? How uh, do we? So how did they I, come across us? I I have a friend who immigrated here from Bogota, and her one of her friends is the vocalist and guitar player in this band, and they are going to be in the states for a while. So they were looking to play shows and. Uh, I was able to hook him up with a date on the 18th at Cherry Street and also for my show on the 19th at the Root Cellar. So, and I'm trying to help him out with a few other gigs in like other parts of the country here that's um, still in the works. But yeah, so this is the first international band that I have ever booked under pro- uh, Promoter Head. Nice. And um, so the, the, what, and are they just coming to the States to play shows or we're like, what's... Pretty much, yeah. Um they're, they're not really on on tour or anything. They're yeah. just here and playing a bunch of one-offs and weekend runs. So, yeah, more to come on that, I guess. Cool. Right on. Yeah. All right. Let's check out episode. Uh, oh wait, this is a. This is oh, a. Yes. This is a. Uh, this is a new song from them. They they do have an album out. I believe they'll have CDs for the two shows we have. But this is an unmixed new track from something that is yet to be released. Uh, This is called Brujas by Epilepsia from Bogota, Colombia. (laughs) 
Los incendiarios del sueño futuro respiran en mi espalda Matan los incendiarios del sueño futuro Gritan y respiran sobre mi espalda Matillas sin nombre que envenenan la noche Con cadenas, pólvora y cerillos Matillas sin nombre que envenenan la noche Con cadenas, pólvora y cerillos Those dudes remind me a lot of Los Bungalitos. Yeah, well, well, I mean they're they're more yeah. like old school death thrash. Like I, the, the way I describe them is they're the middle ground between Los Bungalitos and Maniacal Violator. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's exactly the kind of shit that I'm into. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, good stuff, man. Like I'm, uh, hopefully I can make it out to one of those shows. No, oh, well, one of them is in Greenfield, so you yeah. fucking better. <laughs> we'll see. I think I think that might be the same weekend. I'm either recording. Uh, I forget which which weekend I'm recording, Bellower, and which rec- weekend I'm recording Goblet. Mm. But uh, yeah, I got two weekends in January where I'm working on both those records. Well, so finish up the recording before the show, <laughs> and then just have everybody shoot over to the root cellar. Yeah, I know. Easier said than done, man. Like. You know, you get in here and, you know, sometimes you've only got the weekend to finish stuff. So it's like mm. you got to bang out whatever you can in the studio at the time. Speaking of shows. Yeah, shows. Segway. Let's start off January shows with a show in December. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's close enough. Uh, yeah. Um, actually, I'm going to, we might have this out this week. One show that's not on there. Um. The twenty second at the thirteenth floor, we have Angry Johnny. Oh yeah, good call. Yeah, huh. I it's that not one. really you know a metal show, but it, it's a little. It's definitely not a metal show, actually. It's uh, Angry Johnny is has been around for twenty, thirty years, probably. Used to be more of a punk band. Now it's like acoustic punk, but the guy just comes up there and shoots out songs for hours. He like he has. Over 100 albums, I believe, that he's all recorded on his wow. own. Wow. Yeah. Tons. On his of, own? Yeah. Just a oh, wow. Yeah, tons and tons of music. Um, so that's always a good time. He'll be there playing probably 
two and a half hour set at least. Whew. Like I've seen that dude's merch table and all the CDs he has on it, but that's yeah, like not even me and Nikki actually dropped money and bought the whole catalog. Oh wow. yeah. He gave us a deal and gave us the whole catalog. <laughs> that's awesome. So I have a box of angry Johnny CDs, one of each, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's always a good time. And following up at the last promoter head show, of the year is of that tavern at the a in Pittsfield. Payton will be handling that one. It's uh, the Kiss Tribute, Doctor Strange Ways, and the Motorhead Tribute, Bomber. That'll be a great time. That's uh, if on, you're in the yeah. area, come check it out. Friday. Adam Marini from Thunderforge is now drumming for Bomber as Oh, really? Well. I forgot. Yes. That's I forget about that. I haven't seen them yet, but I really want to make it out to that show. Hell yeah. Cool. That one's Friday, December 29th. That is. Yep. Cool. And then the first show of the new year is a week later at the 13th floor, Friday, January 5th. One Ton Tommy Gun is going to be headlining. Um, that's actually, the support bands will be a tour coming through the area. Uh, Swallowed Alive, Sleepers, and Pry. That should be a good heavy show. Those are all touring bands? Uh, those yeah. three are. I that's a three-tour three. package. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Pry's from Connecticut. I don't remember where the other two are at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But uh, I believe one's from New York. Um, then the next one is Saturday, January 13th at the 13th floor. Uh Awesome rock and heavy metal show. Yeah. Immolators, uh, who I just saw this past week at Sierra Grill, and they ruled like they always do. Uh, the Humanoids, you'll probably hear a track from them in a few minutes. Hey Zeus, which is a band, uh, a rock band, hard rock band that I've been told about forever. Um, they, I've listened to them online. They sound awesome. I'm um, excited to finally get them out here. And then uh, Red Mantis is the opener for that night. It should be a good show. And then uh, the band you just listened to, Epilepsia from Columbia, will be playing the next two shows on the list. First one is uh, Thursday, January 18th at Cherry Street Station in Wallingford, Connecticut. Uh, also featuring Maniacal Violator, Epidemia, and Era Fire. Uh, Epidemia is another Spanish thrash band. They're from Connecticut, New York City, I believe. And then Era Fire is a new uh, band from Ware, Massachusetts. They're like old school death metal. Uh, Friday, January 19th, will be at the Root Cellar in Greenfield, uh, featuring Epicenter, who you've already listened to, Graviton, who's been on the podcast a bunch, and The Uncomfortables, who are, I guess... They call themselves too punk for metal, too metal for punk. Is that that? I, I think that's that's something <laughs> Kyle Leary came up with years ago. And I think kind of <laughs> just stuck. But yeah, they're a, they're a they're a cool mix of like rock and punk and old school like hardcore punk, and they got some thrashy parts in there too. Yeah, they've got a uh, Vinny from Road Horse and Bomber is in that band. Yeah. Uh, Scott and Jeff Blood too. They've been around for years. Uncomfortable has been around for quite some time too. But uh, and then what do we got after that? Saturday, Jan twentieth, we have Voices is in Vain. Uh, that is a tour date for them. They're from Vermont. Um, pretty cool band. I've seen them a couple times. I'm gonna mispronounce this. My Hamarsha. Hamarsha. Um, I think they call it. I think they say Hamardia. Hamardia. Okay. I should know how to say this stuff, but I never do. <laughs> Band should have easier pronouncements. <laughs> that's the problem. I should know how to speak. That's more <laughs> like it. Um, they're a Western Mass local. Uh, it's been a while since I worked with them, so it'd be cool to have them back. Gartlock. Oh, yeah. That's Payton's band. Payton's new band um, with RJ from Forest of Remorse. Oh, okay. Ooh, yeah. Cool. Uh, that's hardcore super, super grind. It's gonna slam. Be, yeah, it's, it's heavy. 
So that would be cool to get that there. And uh, Once We're Kings, which is a newer Western Mass-based metal band, metal hardcore band. <laughs> and then finishing out January is the Prozacs, Port City Saints. Uh, I believe they're from Maine. Crime Spree, which is featuring one of the guys from the Prozacs. Okay, that's from Paul, who is Paul. also in Whoopie Sticks. Yep. Oh, all right, cool. And Jen Toby's Alter Ego, and that show is Saturday, January 27th at the 13th floor. Awesome. Yeah. There's our shows for January. Not bad. Yep. If you want to play a show for Promoter Head, go to uh, booking.com. RPMfest.org? Yep, or booking.promoterhead666.com. Yeah, they both take you to the same form. It's the fill in your info and we'll pit you up. And messages constantly like every other band does and we'll eventually pay attention, we promise. (laughs) We we just get flooded with bands. I know a lot of people would be like, hit hit me up personally, like, Oh, how come we've been trying to get on your show for a while? How come this? How come that? Like, we get hit up with so many bands that aren't from the area, and that's the tricky part because Western Mass has a cool little scene, but we don't have a lot of locals and or not enough locals to play all the time. So we, it's hard putting like all these out out of town bands on shows. Yeah. You know, you kind of have to. You need locals to support them, and right. you can't. I can't overbook the locals. As it is, that we usually have at least two, maybe even three out-of-town bands and one local on the show. Yep. Just because there's so many out-of-town bands looking to play out here, and it's hard to do that. So we really have yeah. this great... I've, and I've, I've looked through the submission forms recently for bands that want to play, and, you know, we're already... There's... that I I could spend an entire week going through It was over 500, yeah. you know. Just for and, this year, probably. Yep. And that's, you know, obviously that's submissions for just general booking and RPM Fest and Stone to Death and Neckwrecker and, and, pon- and just podcast songs, too. Yeah, yeah. we've got so, bands on that list from, like, all over the fucking country of international bands who have submitted that form. Yeah, a band from the Ukraine the other day. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. It's like, it's yeah. like if you're if you're oh yeah you had somebody you had somebody message the Facebook page about trying to play RPM Fest and they're somewhere international but oh uh, that might be the one from the Ukraine, actually. okay gotcha but, yeah if you're if you're if you're like an international band or from far away from New England please like let us know what your touring plans are so that we can work around it yeah so we that can, we don't just like I mean not that we offer these spots to like random faraway bands anyway but if you're like we can't just book a one off around like some out of town band that yeah. nobody's heard of. Yeah, you know? we can't do fly ins and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, you know? but, but if you're on a tour, you know maybe there's a chance we can help you out with a with a date. Definitely, I always love getting international bands in. I love, I mean, international bands and touring bands. I try to help out as much as possible because I know how much it sucks touring sometimes. So mm-hmm. if we can hook them up with a good show, I'm always down for it. Play one more tune. Yeah, uh, this is Voices in Vain. Yeah, they're going to be playing again January twentieth, um, and this song is a uh, one of the singles they put out this year. I believe sometime in July. It's called "By Any Means Necessary."
yeah, that was Voices in Vain out of Burlington, Vermont. Again, they're going to be on tour. Uh, they're touring the Midwest in New England in January, and they will be at the 13th floor on Saturday, January 20th. So go check them out if you dug that. Um, heavy as fuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. some heavy stuff. Some really like cool like progressive elements in there, too. Hell yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah, I think we're pretty much wrapped up for the night. Yeah, uh, it's been a crazy, hectic year. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And this yeah. podcast probably reflects some of that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, one year of podcasting. Yeah, you know, if, if you like listening to these things, um, let us know. Give us some feedback. Um, I don't know if we have any ratings. Um, not re- I, we might on iTunes. We should and know stuff. this stuff. Yeah, we should. I, know I, I don't know anything. It's podcasts are tough to get actual feedback okay, on. You can like, do like ratings on iTunes. And yeah, stuff, you can right? go. Yeah, go rate us and review us on iTunes, or just uh, you know, give us some feedback on the Facebook on our yeah, Facebook page. Yeah, shoot us a message, shoot us a post. Whatever. Tell us how to not suck at this. <laughs> yeah, if you have any input on either the podcast or anything that Promotehead is involved with, we're always looking to hear what people have to say about us and what they think and hear opinions. So drop us a line, however mm-hmm. way you want. Cool. Anyone have non promoter head stuff coming out or coming up? Uh, Lich King is going to be in Australia in February. That is correct. Doing, sorry, three, three dates in Southeast Asia, uh, like two weeks in Australia and then three dates in New Zealand. That's going to be in February. Uh, after that, I'm back here in the studio working on Bellower and Goblet, new records for both those mm-hmm. bands. Uh, also talking to Virus of, uh, Virus of Ideals about a record Ooh. in uh, sometime in April or May. Nice. Still figuring mm-hmm. that out, but they have a um, well, uh, an album fundraiser show, right? Yes, in, act- well, I guess that's one of the things I'll get into. So Thunderforge uh, is playing that album fundraiser show on February twenty fourth, which cool. is also featuring uh, Dialith and. Within the Abyss, that's down at Cherry Street. Cool. Uh, a month before that, January 13th, at Ch- also at... Um, no, this isn't at Cherry Street. This is at uh, Strange Brew Pub in Norwich. Thunderforge will be playing with uh, The Beast of Nod, Kill the Straggler, Casting Shadows, and the Mike Care Group. Um, if you haven't been to Strange Brew in Norwich before, uh, Violator played their older location a few months back, and that... I thought it was a super cool venue and now they've moved into a larger, more newly renovated space. So I'm really looking forward to that show. That Norwich, Connecticut or mass? Uh, Connecticut. Connecticut. Okay, cool. So like Southeast corner of Connecticut somewhere. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, maniacal violator has the January 18th show at cherry street, which is with epilepsia, air fire and epidemia as well. Uh, we also have a show in February. I can't remember the date off the top of my head, but we're playing at Cherry Street again a month later. And then uh, Bellower, as you mentioned, is going to be working on a record. Yeah. So, Got to come in here and lay down some drums in January, and then we'll figure out the rest from that point. Yep. Should be a good one. And, excited. I'm very excited to work on that. Should, mm-hmm, be, should be a lot Thunder of fun. Thunderforge is working on recording as well. Um I mean, we typically work slowly on that stuff, so uh, we'll have news on that as it becomes available. Cool. Gulo? I uh, I don't have any musical projects going on at the moment. Um, I might go see The Obsessed this week with uh, Panzer Bastard. Ooh. Oh, good deal. Where's that show? Uh, Middle East, I believe. 
What else did I see recently? I went to Reverend Horton Heat this past weekend. Ooh. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, stepping outside the my normal show genres, but <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I don't have too much going on. I, I've been doing a lot of artwork recently, so I'm hoping to get some um, stuff up online and do more like uh, band art or t-shirt designs, but that's pretty much all I've been working at. Um, the only other show I have planned right now, because that's not a promoter head show, I'll probably go see Carpenter Brute uh, in April. But nice. That's about it. Right on. Lion low. Cool. Uh, so I think that about does it for episode 12 of the Promoter Head podcast and one year of podcasting for us. Yes. Thank mm-hmm. you for listening. If you are listening, if anybody's listening, I don't know. <laughs> Somebody, well, we, we, we get enough feedback to know that people are listening. A couple of people. That's yeah. good. Yeah. And thank you for doing so. Yeah. Tell your friends. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back sometime in January. We might do two shows, might do one show. Not sure yet. Um, we're probably going to switch formats a little bit and have like one show that's more just chatting like this, low key, talking about bands and shows and stuff. And then one with a uh, larger group of people and, have a live performance and interview and stuff like that. So yeah. I really like doing the full band live thing, but what always ends up happening in those episodes that we just play all the tracks from that band and we and it seems like we try to shoehorn in the you know the show listings and we we have too much of agenda an agenda for those. Yeah. Like I think that that format works better for this kind of episode where it's just like a smaller group yeah. talking and if we have a band in the studio we kind of want to focus on that band and we know? want yeah we don't have to want to worry about like oh we need there's things we need to talk about and just in terms of getting the podcast out in a timely manner like when we're talking about shows that are coming up we we want to make sure that that podcast gets out before those shows actually happen and right uh so it's, it'll just be easier to you know do do a two episode thing a month um which means 24 more podcasts a year Crazy. That'll be cool. <laughs> More things to do. More Woo! things to do. But uh, yeah, I mean, these ones are actually pretty. These ones are relatively easy to just get together. Yeah. And Who needs to sleep anyway? Yeah, exactly. Overrated. So uh, here's to another year of podcasting. And more promoter head and more metal and rock and punk and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, next episode, we might have some Stone to Death stuff to talk about. Maybe even some RPM stuff to talk about. So Very cool. Stay tuned. All we'll, right. We'll end this one fittingly with the humanoids <laughs> and heavy metal. Heavy metal. Yeah. I can't think of a better song to end off yep. this year with. Yes, indeed. All right. Take have care, everyone. everybody. Happy New Year. <laughs>